Yo! Welcome back to another edition of the Cruising Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Cruz, and today is November 26th, Saturday, Saturday, and more Saturday. Yeah, okay, hold on, I gotta start switching up some things real quick in the little bit of the uh, the closet area. Y'all already know, that's where the studio is. But, where you can find the latest updates of the Cruising Podcast is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Patreon, anywhere else you can find your podcast needs, if you can find the Cruising Podcast. All you can find the latest updates of the show is on Instagram at Cruising Podcast, also on Twitter at Nicetown Fitness. I know, I know, I understand. I, I get it. My fault. This is on me. Um, but I probably needed these week and a half off to like it was just back to back, just bad things. Not bad things, but just back to back, just. Things happening in the world of nerdum, in the world of me, in the world of everything else. So, um, apparently went seven days in a row having mass shootings or mass murder happening. Um, one of them being very close to, a little too close to, um, to, to where I used to live. Uh, another place I used to live. Um, uh, is, and two childhood stars childhood people that i you know i grew up the one of them the voice of kevin conroy of course everybody knows i love batman really my love for batman started with really adam west but it was in it, it stayed it had to stay in power with kevin conroy as batman the animated the animated series like it was one of the greatest tv shows it, to me i watched a lot of tv in my day and I know people always want to say live action TV shows are the best and all the rest of that cool. I think Batman the animated series was literally one of the greatest shows of all time. It's just where I'm at. And it's due to the fact that Kevin Conroy's voice was so iconic. So just it, it it's what we thought Bruce Wayne and Batman, the difference between the two were, you know, he, there was actually a difference between the two people in one body, you know, in, he perfectly displayed that. I was so happy to see him play Bruce Wayne um, in the Batwoman. I think it was the Elseworlds. Um, it was the Elseworlds uh, um, fuck, crossover on CW. He played, um, I want to say he played, he, he played Batman for sure. A Batman that <laughs> murdered. Um and the Batman that had to get his fit, legs fixed and all the rest of the stuff. I I, I mean, it was just so happy. I was so happy to see him finally play out the role that he's been doing a voice of and really just got to play it out as him himself, as an old older Batman, of course. Um, I, you know, rest in peace to Kevin Conroy, man. You, you shaped my, my childhood love for Batman. And, you know, everybody, anybody that knows me, like personally knows me, um, they know my favorite two biggest things, um, especially like the, that'll be very nerdy to others, um, is Batman and Ninja Turtles, you know, that that's my two things. And like I said, Kevin Conroy was the one that really, in, really gave Batman my love for Batman that much more. And, uh, he's truly missed, um, and then another one is Jason David Frank, aka the Green Ranger, aka the White Ranger. Um, all right, let's be, let's keep it let's keep it a buck though. Let's keep it a buck. <laughs> Green Ranger jumped onto the scene 
Tommy Tommy Oliver jumped onto the scene, beating the shit out of all of the fucking Power Rangers. By the way, I think he didn't he go like a five episode streak where he just like when he first appeared for the first like five or six episodes, he's beating the shit out of the whole Power Ranger gang. He beat the shit out of them. I'm not even gonna lie, it was it was amazing. It was a great like like this is the first time we really saw the Power Rangers was losing, and it was the Green Ranger beating the shit out of everyone. And it ended up being one of their classmates that was one kicking their ass who just moved there. He was a new guy. And he sat there and said, fuck, I'm just going to fold these motherfuckers. He folded the shit out of all the Power Rangers. Let's just be real for a second. And let's let's give ourselves that he, he beat the shit out of them. All right. From, uh, like damn near five episodes. All right. So first of all, secondly, Jason David Frank never got rid of being the Green Ranger. And... It seemed like it became his identity, which is amazing because most people, most guys at that time, he's probably what, 18, 19 at the time when he first started playing, you know, the green, when he first started being Tommy Oliver. It, it probably, most people want to get away from that. Most people, like, if you tell them, like, yo, man, I'm so happy, you know, man, you shaped my, my, my childhood. Most, most actors actually, to tell you the truth, kind of want to shy away from it and it feels like he just went head in with it and kept going in with it and that was amazing to me when the power ranger movie hey power ranger movie went fucking off i don't care what anybody tells mighty Morphin power ranger the first movie the first movie that came out i remember us going to the theaters and when he became the white ranger was fucking amazing um i think he has one more project that would he that they actually filmed um, it's pers- it, I think it's actually in post-production right now, uh, The Legend of the White Dragon. Now, this could be problematic for some people, um, not, not because it's, you know, it's, it's a Power Ranger movie. It's going to be another Power Ranger movie. Um, it could be, the name White Dragon could be kind of, a, a, you know, there's a little stigma behind White Dragon. Uh, he was a racist person from the fucking uh, DC comics, okay? So if you can separate those two. Uh, he was a white supremacist. You know, see, that, that's what the white dragon... Actually, the white dragon shows up in Peacemaker. Just put it out there. If you haven't seen Peacemaker, that's, on your, that's your fault. Um, yeah, that, that's uh, that's what the white dragon is. But his last movie will be the last of... I mean, the legend of the white dragon. And then, like, he, he always made appearances as the Green Ranger or Jason David Frank. You know, um, I think he has some MMA fights in him, too. Um, so he was really about it. You know, if he really wanted to fold somebody, he could fold somebody. Um, but I, I, you know, I watched the video of him saying, you know, somebody told you they don't want, if somebody told you they don't want to be a hero anymore, yo, you don't, you shouldn't be standing in line. You know, you, you know, I, he said, I'm, I'm glad that y'all came and come and tell me that, you know, I, I'm happy, you know, I'm, I'm whatever pain I, I, I really, I don't know the situation. I, all I heard was a parent su- suicide. It was a parent suicide. I don't know. Allegedly. Um, I don't want to put any smut on any names or anything like that. Just to, just in case. But um, it sucks because I, I wish I wish we knew. I wish there was a time we knew. Um, I, it was just it's sad, man. It's sad that some people just suffer in silence sometimes and. You know, they just don't have that outlet. I wish, I wish the Green Ranger was the outlet for him, if it was, if it is true. Um, it's sad. Rest in peace, um, Jason David Frank. 
rest in peace, Kevin Conroy. And one more rest in peace to uh, Anthony Rumble Johnson. I don't know if I was on. No, I haven't done the show since he passed away. Um, th- this one, this one got me. This one got me a little bit. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, I I've always been a big fan of Anthony Rumble Johnson. I've always been a big fan of his. Um, I that was one of my favorite. He's he was like one of my favorite MMA fighters. I I still don't know how bro sucked down from like what was he 200 pounds like he'd be he'd be to walk around weights like 205 and somehow he sucks all the way down to 170 like if he if you get him out the first round back in the day it, you might win you now you gave yourself a little bit better of a chance but i'm telling you in the first round anthony rubble johnson would would nuke you just because he probably didn't have too much more time left in the rounds, I mean, in, in round, like, time to fuck you up, you know, but I still remember the fight where he fought, like, like, everybody was talking about how Phil Davis was gonna walk through him, like, Phil Davis' wrestling was just gonna be on, on tilt, and this is, I think, his first time fighting in 205, and he was huge for a 205-er, and I was like, this dude made 170 at one point in life, like, this guy walked around and sucked all the way down to 170. And he beat the living shit out of Phil Davis. He, I think, uh, and I was like, I think me and my brother were watching it. Or I was watching it by myself. And uh, he, he didn't get, get get to catch the fight. But, you know, I, I remember I was just like, yo, he just walked through his punches. Every time every time he got punched, it just seemed like, all right, cool. He just walked through him and just threw another five, five six combo. You know, it, it like... Anthony Davis is one of the best, man. And I heard nothing but amazing stories about him. That's all I've heard. I've all the only thing I've heard about Anthony Dave, Anthony Rumble Johnson. I'm sorry, I don't know why I said Dave. Did I say Davis? If I said Davis, I'm sorry. Only thing I've heard about Anthony Johnson was that he apparently was a very nice person, was a very genuinely beautiful person, and it's sad that you know. He, he passed away at such an early age, man. 38 years old. That's very early in life, man. And uh, uh, condolences to his family and everyone. That, But that's one of my favorite memories of him was when he just straight walked through fucking Bill Davis. There was some many times that he walked through other men. You know what I'm saying? Like Alexander Gusterson and, um, oh, shit, man. Not Koshtek. Was it Koshtek? No. Um... Fuck, I'll remember later. It's just it's so many other fights. I just remember him just walking through shit. And, you know, I just wish he beat Cormier at one point. Um, I think he fought. He was supposed to fight John Jones, if I remember correctly. But I don't think they ever fought. Um, but, yeah, man, rest in peace, Mr. Rumble. Um, hopefully the pain, hopefully whatever pain you were going through is, is you know, gone wherever you are, man. You know, um, yeah, so... And then we've also had shootings. Um, the the two the th- I think what one was at a high school, or a few was a couple was at a high school, right? Um, one was at a Walmart, which I will talk about soon, and one was at a gay club, um, where five um, five people were killed by a gunman who I don't know. I, I just I don't get it. I don't get why. You feel like in your life that you have to be so angry to a point to where you're going to pick up 
an assault rifle, you want to pick up a semi-automatic gun and start shooting into a crowd because you hate their love for someone else, for their love for another person. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't matter. I'm not saying uh, male, male, female, male, you know, male, female, whatever. However you identify yourself. But you hate yourself so much that seeing someone else love, be able to love and be loved gets you a gets you to blind, violent rage. It's sad, man. It, like, and they interviewed his dad, which was the biggest fucking mistake ever. The shooter's dad. I'm sorry, the shooter's dad. They interviewed his dad. And I'm just sitting here in my mind. And apparently, I just found this out today, actually, um, that he was a former UFC fighter. And so when he was talking with kind of the slur, I was like, oh, yeah, brain. There's definitely brain injury there. There's definitely something like that. You don't put those type of people in front of a fucking camera. I know everybody wants the parents to be the ones to answer to this shit. I know people are looking for answers to this. But the only answer for real is with the shooter. That's who needs to be asked what's going on. And I wish that they never showed the mugshot of these people because, in my opinion, it it reinvigorates those other dipshits that want to do the same thing. I, I really do. I, I think it just gives them that, that, that oh, I want to do this. All right, I, now, all right, we're going to do this now. All right, cool. So we're going to be, we're, we're going to be famous. Our names are going to be known. They're going to show my mugshot? That's a no-brainer, baby. You know, that's what I think happens. I, I, I really do. I think it's just a... And they... And they and I'm sorry. I know this is going to get a little dark, but they have... they. I've been hearing from other, you know, different podcasts, different news networks, that they're having, like, scoreboards. Like, they're calling them scoreboards. And they're trying to beat the highest score. Like, a game... Like... And I know people are going to be like, oh, well, it, like it's a game to them. Human life is game to them. It's just sad, man. It's sad that we got to, we live in a world like this, man. Um, now, the one that's very near, dear to my, my heart is uh, the Battlefield uh, Walmart. I think that's just, to me, that one is a disgruntled employee, it seems like. Um, an angry employee that just must have been having a horrible day and um took it out on his co-workers and it's horrible but um it's in the it was from battlefield um so all right so i used to live in chesapeake at one point in life um th this is the first known walmart in my memory I know probably we've been to them before. I know my mom and, you know, my family can probably tell me we've been to different Walmarts before. But this is my memory. And the first memory of a Walmart that I remember ever going to is the Battlefield Walmart in Chesapeake. That's the first one we went to. We lived in Chesapeake for about two to three years. Um, that's the first Walmart I ever went into. To, in my memory. And now, my family probably tell you something different. But that's what I remember. And like everybody knows, I, I did a whole episode on the Virginia Beach shootings. Like, um, so the Virginia Beach shootings, I used to go to school 
right across the street. Now it's a middle school. But back in the day, that the Virginia Beach Courthouse was across the street from high school. From across the street from a McDonald's. I used to walk through the woods, go to to the 7-Eleven next to the McDonald's, and get, and, you know, we, we used to, you know, whenever I had a little bit of, little bit of extra money, that's what I used to do. Um, especially before tennis matches, you know, sweet, sweet tea and chocolate eclairs before tennis matches. It was weird. I know. I understand. But it was fucking, tr- it was a uh, ritual. So eat it. Um, but the Battlefield Walmart, man, it, it, it sucks because knowing that's the first one you've been to, knowing that, you know, you could still be living in, in Chesapeake. You could have been a shopper at that day. You know, it, it's sad. It, it's really sad that we live in this this type of world now where apparently everybody has a gun and a lot of people are angry. And they don't know where to displace that anger. Except for into other people. And um, it, to me, I, I, think it's, I think it's a failure in the system, in the American system. I think it's a failure in American homes. Uh, I mean, by I know people won't agree with me, but that's fine. Um, I don't. I know most most things. I, most people I listen to, they sit here and say, "Well, you know, this is the fatherless. This is the fatherless thing right here." That dude had a father, the one that the, for the 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 Colorado gay club shooter what was it um, Club Q High Q? Was that what it was? I know it was something Q. So if I, please let me know. Um, I know it was something cute. I, I know I you guys are like, what the, f- why do you keep saying that? Well, that's what it was. It's exactly what type of club it was. I'm sorry that that's the type of club. If it was a strip club. I want to continue to say it's a strip club, but to me, that guy had a father. The father apparently was not a great one. Clearly. I mean, the guy, he's slur, like he's talking in a slur. He's not even drunk or high. Probably not yet. Hopefully it was like eight o'clock in the morning. We don't know. I don't know his business. I don't know his life, but this people keep saying like, yo, this is yo, man, this is the fatherless, this is the, the fatherless guy, the fatherless sons. What the fuck does that mean? I, I mean, I'm not gonna say I was fatherless, but I'm not gonna say, you know, my mom was a single parent. You don't see me walking in being angry and shooting up things. You don't see, you know, I I know plenty of people that have single parents that. They, they might get angry, but the worst they're going to do is might punch someone in the face. Might get a little violent, but, you know, but not there. So when y'all sit here and start to blame certain things, man, like, no matter what, it doesn't matter what type of home they were in, the home was the failure. Home is supposed to be where the peace is. That's where you're supposed to have peace. If you don't have peace at home, what the fuck you think is going to happen when you get out? You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what what's going to happen when you get out, out of your threshold of your house when you don't have any peace there? You're going to go and start creating havoc somewhere else. So how about we fix the home situation? <coughs> Sorry. Well, how about we fix it? Or, you know, something... Do a study on that. I bet 99% of serial killers that we have, you know, that people have dived into 
have had terrible home situations. Terrible parenting, terrible living situations. Well, mostly terrible parenting. So, I'm sorry. And most of, you know, it's hard, man. I understand parenting is probably hard, especially nowadays because these kids know everything. These kids got really the world at the palm of their hands. You know what I'm saying? Literally on the palm of their, the palm of my hand back in the day was a fucking number two pencil. It's paper. <laughs> that was it. You know how we got news? We got news from our parents. We got news from like our parents were getting news from the newspaper or from news networks that were actually objective. Not talking about one side or the other. We need to get back to that. Or we're going to continue to have this failure. It's a failure at the home level, in my opinion. Now, it's just my opinion. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a social scientist. I'm not all that. I'm not any of that. I don't, I mean, I would say it's not a gun issue, but it's a gun issue also. I feel like there needs to be stricter rules to getting a gun. There should be. There should be. Or everybody should have one. I don't know. Maybe that's the case. Maybe that. Maybe that's another case. It's in debate too. Everybody should have a gun. Everybody should have access to a gun. No, I, I think it should be a little bit harder to get it. I think you should be allowed to protect yourself. You should be able to protect yourself. Right to bear arms. Right? So that that that's that's where the gun debate kind of gets for with me you know i i to me i think there should be stricter stricter rules to getting them i know that there is a black market for them i feel like there should be probably heavier penalties for it especially if there's bodies on the gun so that's just my case man if you if you you know i don't mean to be debbie oh my gosh i don't mean to be debbie down or anything like that hopefully you guys don't think of me as that way um, but if, you know, I just, it's sad, man. I, I, I'm sick of, I'm sick of watching this pretty practically what people, I feel like people just look for sadness for all the wrong reasons, you know? So, <sighs> sorry, y'all. So, um, for the past week, the reason why I really haven't had a show for the past week, I don't know what it is, man. I'm seeing it on Twitter too. I got like really fucking sick um last Sunday. Last week. Sunday, yeah, shit. Last Sunday. I got really fucking sick. I felt like shit. Like my throat hurt. I was coughing. I had phlegm. I had my like I couldn't breathe. I couldn't do a lot of shit. And I had a headache. I had a headache all day. Like I like I got home and got upstairs. Late, sat on the couch, and I was like, fuck, I'm stuck here, my back started hurting immensely, like, my back was bad already, but when I was, like, feeling weak, oh, yeah, I had chills and weakness, and, and, um, I was just like, fuck, this is kicking my ass, I took, I drank all the tea, I was doing all this other shit. I was just like, this is kicking. I don't know what this is, but it's whooping my ass. It I, is kicking. It's winning right now. It is kicking my ass. And then I talked to my brother and he said, y'all feeling the same way. That same day. I was feeling the same way. I, I promised the whole day, the whole that morning. 
I didn't feel shit. I was fine. I know I was fine. I know for a fact I was fine. Andrew Cruz was good. And then I woke up and I was like, and then, and then when I got home, I was just like, fuck. I started feeling like a tingle in my throat in, in the, in the plane. And then I woke up and then I got home and I was like, shit, this is not good. <laughs> well, I don't know what it is. I, I still don't know what it is. My throat still hurts a little bit. It feels like I got like one of those, um, like whenever you get a cut in your mouth and it, I call them all, we call them ulcers, um, in our mouths. It shit hurts like a bitch. That's what it feels like in my throat right now. Um, so I'll probably have like another day or two of throat pain before that shit goes away. Um, no, everybody's going to insert joke there. I'm going to need you to grow the fuck up. Um, but the shit, like, I don't know. It was the weirdest thing. I, I was feeling fine. I felt fine all weekend. All weekend, I felt fine. The problem is I walked around a lot. Um, so my back was like, like, shit, shot. You know, um, I finally get to see a specialist on Monday, which is great. Um, I really need to see the specialist um, to figure out point point of fucking shit that probably we need to do figure out whatever i need whatever avenue i have to take with this i'm very nervous i'm not gonna lie to you i'm very nervous about this conversation about to have with these people with this with the doctor on monday um it's just this is two months too late to me i feel like most motherfuckers would have got this shit this shit would have been down pat within the week of me being injured but you know they only x-rayed the fucking back. I, I just, we're not going to get into it. We're not going to get into it. I'm just, I, I'm just happy. Finally, something's moving in the right direction. I think I'm sure I'm going to get phone calls on Monday, but you know, I'm gonna let people, this is, I've already let people know ahead of time what is going on. And it's also, you know, this is out of my control. I is not in Andrew Cruz's control when the shit got scheduled. I mean, like, Apparently, there's some other people that have been fucking kind of blocking this shit. So, I'm not going to say any nay. I'm not going to say shit else. I'm not going to say shit else. But I'm just going to let it let it be known. All right? Also, also one more thing, and just, just in case. I don't give a fuck if, you're having the, if you had the worst Thanksgiving of your life. I don't care if you had a bad day just going into certain places. Okay? Don't take that bullshit out on, some, on other people. Please stop. I'm asking. Like, I, I want to stop, too. I, I, I promise. I, I'm not promised. I want to try my best. If some shit goes down on my end, personally, or whatever, I'm not going to sit here and try to find the smallest thing to get go off on people about. You know, especially when people are walking in happy, you know, ready to go and things like that. Like, come on, man. Why bring that shit to us? Come on, man. I'll, fuck that, man. I don't like that shit. I don't like that not one bit. I, and now to see it outwardly, it was like, that's the biggest narcissist shit I've ever seen in my life. Like, misery loves company. So, I'm not going to be your company for this misery, Jack. You're going to be by yourself on that one, man. I want to have a great fucking day and go to fuck home. That's what, that's what I'm going to do. So, uh, you can go eat that. You know, that, that's bullshit in my opinion. Like, be a fucking better leader. That's how, I, leaders leaders lead by example. That's how I, leaders lead. If you're going to start talking, be about your shit. That's how I feel about it. That's just how I was as a leader. <clears throat> Sorry. Still got a lot of shit going on. Throatly and chestly. Alright. Um, next. Um, do I do a Wakanda Forever review? Um, I should. Actually, I will. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. It was a good movie. What is this? 
Okay, I was just checking. I had to check something on my phone. Yeah. LeBron put up 39 points and seven threes on November 26, 2022. He is 37 years old. LeBron James at 20 years old, same date, um, 17 years ago. Yeah, 17 years ago. Uh, 38.6 threes. Holy shit, LeBron is that that's fucking ridiculous that that's just fucking ridiculous all right my bad sorry all right uh <laughs> forgot what i was doing forgot what i was talking about um let's talk about wakanda forever for a second man it was good it was good it was a good introduction to neymar in my opinion i think um if it did one thing correctly if it did a couple things correctly i would say they did a great job with displaying neymar and his motives I know everybody's like, well, what was his motives? And no, he, we clearly know what his motives was. Like, get the fuck out the ocean. The fucking up the ocean. Don't touch the, the shit that we found, too. Like, the, that y'all let Wakanda protect. But we're not allowed to protect you. Get the fuck on off. And then, um... I, I think that Neymar was a good introduction. This was a very good introduction for him. Um, Nakia... Fantastic. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. We we're, we're not supposed to. Oh, my bad. Um, the, the costume was on point. Um, but uh, Okoye, fantastic too. Um, some of the costumes on point. Uh, but to me, um, also the introduction of Riri Williams. Um, great introduction to her. Um, I think that you know, I was mad about this the 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 Iron Man suit though. That she made her Iron Heart. Yeah, just in case everybody doesn't know, her name, her code name is Iron Heart. Oh man, this is the most I've talked in a very long time since my voice, since my throat was killing me. So this might be the last thing I, I can do right now. <clears throat> Goodness gracious, this sucks. Um, we'll do a bleach review tomorrow. I'll do bleach. Okay, all right. Before I finish, before I finish, it's going to be a bleach review and a Chainsaw Man review tomorrow. That's what we're going to do because. This is the longest I've talked, and clearly I'm running out of steam. <laughs> For kids, uh, that's how boats used to go. Um, but Riri Williams, to me, that was a great introduction to her. And I know I at first glance, her Iron Man suit was fucking horrible. It, it was horrible. But just to remember, just letting you guys, just let us all remember, though. The first Iron Man suit from Tony was pretty fucking bad, too. Now, the difference between what she was dealing with and what Tony was dealing with was that that was practically, that was the only way Tony Stark was going to survive in Iron Man. And I think that that's where we need to kind of, it's probably where I need to pump my brakes for the suit. I was like, yo, this suit is fucking horrible. But I think the first couple suits that Tony had were not the greatest. They were very bulky and very, like, something was wrong with the design. Like, almost how War Machine's War Machine suit was before, too. The only problem, the only difference between the War Machine suit and the Iron Man suit is that I think War Machine has way more weapons on it, so it needs to be a little bit more bulkier. I think that the Ironheart suit will get better as we get through the MCU, as she comes more and more into the MCU. By the way, we're having a Young Avengers. I don't give a shit what anybody tells me. All the Young Avengers are here. They're here. We ha we have met all of them. 
So what the fuck are we doing? Where do we, except for Amadeus show. We haven't met Amadeus show either. That's the, uh, I think that's might be the last one that we needed to meet. It's the last one we need to find. All right. His mom has shown up in the MCU before, but I think that I can pump my brakes a little bit on her suit because Tony's suits were not as good yet. And also Tony had a pretty much endless amount of money to build his shit. Actually, the second suit she made, she had endless fucking money. Now think about it. I don't know. I think it's just the first two designs of it. You know, they were going to be a little bit bulkier. I, I think that's what it is. I think we're going to have more sleeker costumes later on. Um, I think the, I think another negative for me was like, yeah, it's cool to have Shuri as the, the queen, not as the queen, I'm sorry, as Black Panther. It made sense to make her Black Panther. But there was a storyline that you could have had also to where you could have, I, I feel like what, what did Shuri actually show to us fighting ability wise to make us think that she can go toe to toe with Neymar? She was scientifically smarter. Don't get it twisted. Scientifically and smart shit, she was on the same level as Tony. Tony couldn't fight. But all of a sudden, now she can fight? Now, I know her brother probably could probably told her a few things. I know Koye probably helped her out a little bit. You know, that, which is cool. But in my opinion, they should have went, they could have went a different route. And to me, we all knew it was probably going to be Shuri. But I just wish that we got more... <laughs> action scenes with her before she became Black Panther. You know, more like telling us, oh yeah, okay, so this is what she can do fighting-wise. And we never really got that. And I felt like it was kind of a rushed decision, understandably. You know, it was a great tribute to chat with Bozeman. Um, I think this was the lo their love letter to him. Like the first act of the movie was definitely their love letter to chat with Bozeman. Also, none of the Avengers showed up to um, to Black Panther's funeral, by the way. Just letting everybody know. Seems a little, little skittish to me. Seems a little little dicey for me. But we're not we're gonna we're gonna leave it alone. Um There alright, so my I was told about a fan theory that Wakandans needed a Black Panther after chat with Bose after T'Challa died. And they actually buried, um, no, well, buried is a pretty fucked up word to say. Uh, they actually put, I guess, yeah, pretty much buried, um, Killmonger in the sea. They actually put him in the sea. And apparently, him being dropped in the sea, first of all, was a disruption of the ecosystem for Neymar's people. Kuyakan, could the Kuyakan? Yeah. And then them needing a Black Panther, they went to get to extract them back from the sea. And that's what started the war with Neymar. Because it disrupted them once again. And I think that fan theory would have been fire as shit. Because they would have gave him the, the, the plant, the heart-shaped root. And he would have became Black Panther again. 
problem is, is Killmonger, so you don't know what the fuck is going to go through his mind once he becomes Black Panther. I know everybody's like, well, he's dead. I don't give a shit. Well, fuck you, all right? I think bringing him back as... But I think the... Okay, so that was a pretty good... To me, that would have been a great fan story. But to bring him back in the way they did, it was good. It made sense because vengeance was the only thing on his mind. They killed his father. They killed his father. His T'Challa's father, T'Chaka, killed, you know, Killmonger's father. Understandably, he wants revenge, and also he wants to help out the other, his own community. That's what he wanted to do. That's vengeance on his mind. Now, Shuri took the root, took the, the, the plant with knowing that she had revenge on her mind the whole time. Revenge, because Neymar killed his mother, killed her mother. So now I have revenge on my mind. You think you're going to go to the astral plane with the other ones, with the other Black Panthers? It's not going to happen. That wasn't the, that wasn't going to happen at all. The fr- person that she sees with everything burning and it's dark and it's, you know, ev- and fire around. It made sense that Ke- Eric Kelmarger is the one that, that came to that that's, that came to her. It made all the sense in the world. It made all the sense that she got into her head to really take charge to take this revenge on who on him. You need to kill that mother. You need to kill him. That's what it is. So, if I was to score Black Panther forever, I think it was I, as much as I've bashed it. I would give it an eight. Give it a cruise an eight. But I would like to say, I know most people won't like this movie because it wasn't a lot of action. It wasn't the biggest action-packed Black Panther movie. It didn't need to be. What it needed to be was a love letter in the beginning, like it did, for Chat with Bozeman. It needed to display the acting ability of all the all, of this ensemble cast. I think that's where this was an A-plus rating, was the fantastic cinematography and the fantastic way they accentuated all these great actors into doing what they do best, is acting, and not doing just action scenes, not just doing, you know, we're going to fight everything. This wasn't one of those movies. It didn't need to be one of those movies. This was a hero's tale. This was a retelling of Black Panther. This would this is why would I have all the action sequences, the rubbery fuck up of CGI? Why would I want that? I would. I think this was probably the best acted movie in all of MCU so far. This is the best case of acting. This is an acting masterclass in MCU so far. This was what most of these these directors these sorry. These old school directors that have been bitching. This was the this was the non-theme park movie. This was a great fucking introduction of great acting. And the, I, by the way, <laughs> I'm not saying there hasn't been great acting in the other movies. I'm saying that 
the action did not overpower the movie. And that's what made this very good. And this made it very different from every other MCU movie. And I hope everyone enjoyed it. I really do. I thought it was a great experience no matter what. We needed it again. Um, so, sorry. All right. Shit. Okay. So, we're just, we don't want there. That was pretty bad. But uh, I would like to say thank you so much for listening to the Cruising Podcast. I am back. Um, I'm going to try to do another episode tomorrow. Hopefully, my voice will be there for you guys. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I know it was a little bit of a downer episode, but hey, man, sometimes we have to have downs to get the ups. We have to fucking have rain to appreciate the sun. That's how it is. So, um, I would like to say I love you guys. Um, you know, stay safe out there. Um, so first, where you find the cruising podcast is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Patreon, anywhere else you can find your podcast needs is where you find the cruising podcast. Also, you can find the latest updates of the show is on Instagram at cruising podcast. It's on Twitter at Nicetown Finest. And with that, I like to say I love you guys. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. I'll catch you guys later. Love each other, hug each other, do all that cool shit. That and also, yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. Happy holidays. Uh, happy holidays. Whoever celebrated the holiday or whoever didn't, good shit. Uh, but with that, I like to say, love you guys. Don't do anything you wouldn't do. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. And I'll catch you guys later. Deuces.